good. Broke them chains, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Last week, we talked about being edifying yourself. And edifies mean uh, prepare by correcting and modifying, deciding uh, to remove some things in your life. And, and, and uh, uh, when you, you that, that's very powerful. You have to make that decision. Before you can be redeemed, you have to make a decision to, to want to change your life. And we dealt, remember, we dealt with the first step. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Moral inventory is? An assessment of one's life up to this point. So we made that, and that's what that song's all about. You've got to make an assessment of your life up to this point. You, I mean, you ought to be tired sometimes of living the way you're living. Yeah. Right? But it's up to you to make that decision. Yeah. All right? It's taking stock of the good in one's life and noting those characteristics that are troublesome without fear and with honesty. See, so that's what we're about here. We're trying to be honest in this church because we need to make sure. It's about an individual thing. It's not about how much you know about the scriptures and what scriptures you need. Huh? It's about what you allow in God and how much power you allow in God to have in your life to make these changes. It, it's a wonderful thing to hear a song like that and to see people praising, but are you want it, willing to do the work? Because God's going to do his part. And I'm going to tell you what that work is here in a minute. It's a very simple thing. Is there any more to that? Yes. Yeah. Moral inventory is also shaping our understanding of ourselves. If you don't know who you are, you don't know what you need to really be shaped, what needs to be modified, and what needs to be kicked in, and what needs to be kicked out. Know thyself. you got to know thyself. You understand? That, and you got to live your biblical truth, right? And then, then you can sing that song, I'm redeemed. Because you got God just didn't automatically come do that. That's right. you got to ask him to do that. All right, keep going, please. It's also time to put some feet to your words. And that means you've got to put some feet to your words. You've got to do the work. One of, my, one, of, one of my favorite scriptures is the first epistle of John, uh, and it starts at 8. If we claim we be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And I love this part. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out a liar, and his word has no place in us. Hmm. So I want everybody to be comfortable this morning. We all have got sin in our lives. That's right. We've, we've lived sinful life, but you ain't got to stay there. You just, that's what that song's about. You don't have to stay there. And that's what, that's what that, that fourth step was, is it telling us that, that we need to do some searching here. We need to, we, you've got to go. Don't be a coward. A lot of people are afraid to get down into their spirit and into their, into their spirit and find out who they really are. The Holy Spirit will tell you who you ain't. That's right. Do you That's understand right. what I'm saying? And so we, to, uh, uh, when we look at that, I'm trying to find that. When we look at that scripture, that scripture helps us. And like those steps, we, are, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Moral inventory. A moral inventory. That's, your, that's on us. That's on us. We need to open up them cabinets and open up them closets and find out what's really in there. Well, Do you understand? And, and, and really, really take, uh, I mean, really look at yourself. Really edit, edit yourself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with editing yourself. It's, remember, we got that word from Kobe Bryant talking to uh, 
uh, Nick Saban's people, the uh, Alabama team, and he was telling those people when he played a game, after he played a game, he would take four to six hours and edit himself. See what he could have done better. When you get in a situation, listen to me, whatever situation you've been in. Now, have you ever been in a situation why somebody hurts you deeply in your spirit? All right? When you edit yourself, not always, but when you edit yourself, you'll find out that you're the cause by bringing them people into that space of yours, well, right? I'm not talking children here. I'm talking adults, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And so what I have to do in every situation, I got to edit myself. I got to see how could I, how could I done that better? If, if, if I have a disagreement with someone, I want to edit myself because I could be right, but I could be wrong. Or I could have been right, but handled it different. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that's very important for us to, to do that step four and do that searching. And, and then the first epistle of John really works with us and lets us know that we got to confess our sins. All right, black folks, quit saying, I don't want nobody to know my business. <laughs> there we go. We, we famous about that. What that means, I'm a coward. I'm scared, right? And you and I tell people, you're wearing your business on your face. That's right. You understand? You, somebody needs to know your business. You see, the Bible says, confess one another. That's well, right. I can't trust nobody. A person that says they can't trust nobody is not, is not a worthy, trustworthy person themselves. You know, that's showing how ignorant that is, Sister Kim. There are billions of people on earth, and God only made one person trustworthy. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? You see, so, and, and see, this is what I like about recovery, and I use the recovery group all the time. This is what I like about recovery. They're not upset because they know that they all got issues. That's right. That's right. You see, you go to recovery, you're in recovery because you, you got some issues, right? Well, you're in church because you got some issues. That's right. Right? Because somebody, and, and I guarantee you, somebody's got the same issue you got, right? That's been freed from it because they confessed it, it like by, the Bible says, and then they took it to the Lord, all right? So, but we're going to do step five because I'm into this step thing. We, we admit to God and ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Sometimes you need to just tell somebody, I was wrong. Come on. I was just wrong about that. Teach. You see, what, one of the toughest, especially for men, one of the hardest words for men to say is, I'm sorry. Yes, and see, we, sometimes you need, to, you need to speak that out. I'm sorry. I was wrong. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Come on. Because, see, if you admit you, could, you were wrong, then you can make it right. Teach. Are y'all with me? And so sometimes you got to look and you got to, when, when you edit yourself, if you get into a situation, there's couples in here, there's people in relationships in here. When you get in a situation and it gets a little shady and a little, you know how that goes, right? You need to edit yourself and say, was I wrong the way I talked to my mother? Well. Was I wrong the way I talked to my father? Was I wrong the way I talked to my sister, brother, husband, wife, child? You see? And it's nothing wrong. And if you're comfortable with how you're living, if you edit yourself, then sometimes you'll find some good stuff. Well, you can say, well, I'm, I was right today. You see, does that make sense? Now, are we here to be better people? Amen. You see, it, what gets me sometimes is, and it's nothing wrong with it, but it, that freedom, when, 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 when you get free of all that stuff you've been carrying in all your life, you just start feeling good about yourself. You just start feeling healthier. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why would you carry those burdens when you could just speak it out? That's right. And get it out of your system. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And like sometimes, you know, we have recovery here at, on Tuesdays at 6 Thursday, and that parking lot ought to be jammed sometimes because I'm looking at folks that walk by I me. Mean, I'm not going to get in your business. I already know, but looking at you and how you're walking up them steps that you need to be somewhere. Come on. You, you understand what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to get somebody in your life or a group of people in your life that you can confess and you can talk your issues with. That's called healing. That's right. You can't be healed unless you go to a doctor. Isn't that right? And so that's why we have that here. Step five. But we have to admit first, Pastor. Uh And admit is to agree, knowledge, accept, own, and confess to the truth, even if it's embarrassing or a failure. So so that's what we got to do. Yes, people. Y'all can say amen to that. You you can't be repentant for something if you ain't admitted you got something. Isn't that right? And it's a hard thing to admit. Yes, to I've got these issues. And sometimes, you, you know, you, get, you feel embarrassed. Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing you've do, done doing that somebody else ain't already done. That's right. That's right. You see, in the church. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? That's yeah, right. And so we're ashamed. And, and we, how can you be ashamed uh, if you were sick and you were in the hospital? You wouldn't be ashamed to be in the hospital. Well, how could you be spiritually sick and be in the church, which is the spiritual hospital, and be ashamed to be in the church? Come on. You see, the church is really for sick people. Y'all do know that, right? Right? And we go there to get spiritual medicine to help us. I call it spiritual muscle. We go to the church to exercise our spirit so that we can be brave enough to admit that we got some issues. That's right. Does that make sense? And see, the, the, the one thing that bothered me when I got saved and really took a look at how right Gwen was and how wrong I was in so many areas of my life. Amen. To that. That's right. And then it was really exciting when I found out how wrong she was in some areas of her life, right? Go, oh, it's a two-way street. That's it's right. a two-way street. Right. It's a two-way street. Nobody gets free in here. You see, it's a two-way street. So when people can do that, and see, the problem of it is, is that a lot of people are cowards, so they stay there. You, you understand? They don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want anybody to know their secrets, right? And so they stay on that treadmill going nowhere. Does that make sense? And I, I tell people, you know, because uh, uh, I believe in psychology for some people because they need to be babysitted. That's right. This says deliverance. That's right. But some folks ain't brave enough to get down on their knees and go before God. Hey, ain't it in here? Don't y'all get quiet on me and I'm talking to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Talk about me. Yeah, doesn't this talk about deliverance? That's right. Doesn't it talk about healing? Isn't that right? But some folks, now nothing wrong with it because some folks have deeper issues. So, yeah, there, there it is right here. Do you know when I got my healing? From here. I got my healing from here. Huh? You know where I got my deliverance? From here. You know, some of you all have been to some of the same issues some of you all are dealing with. But I didn't want to wrestle with that thing for years. So I went here. <laughs> okay. So, but it, it, see, so, you know, a lot of people don't come to me sometimes because they're embarrassed. And I look at them like, what? Embarrassed of what? You're embarrassed right. to, uh, to come to me who's done more than you thought about doing and been delivered probably for more than you thought about delivered. That's right. You see, I'm, 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 I'm 
tired of all of that about Pastor Fields. I'm scared to come to Pastor Fields because I know what he's going to say. Well, if you knew what he's going to say, you wouldn't be sick. That's right. <laughs> come on here. That's just the truth. That's right. That's just the truth, all right? That's why we have and to so, admit. So what we have to do is, uh, once we admit it, then we have to submit to this. That's right. You got to submit to God. If, and some of us know here we fought God. I tell my story, but some of the rest of you fought God. If you ever got in a fight, fight with God, that means I argued with him. I, I walked away from him because I didn't think he was there or whatever. Lord, I can't handle this and go through all of You know how we do that. But we got to submit. Now, it starts by submitting to his word. And it's hard to submit to his word. Because there's some stuff in here that will knock you off your socks off. That's right. That's there's right. some stuff in here that make you, you be like, this. oh, my God, can I ever make it? But I'm willing to submit. Are you willing? The key to it this morning is, are you willing to submit to God's word? Yes. Some folks would rather stay sick because they're comfortable sick. Do you all know that? There are people that are very comfortable sick. You see, that, I mean, that's a common place for them. So when they get there, they feel they're all right. And if something goes right, they, they look for something to go wrong because they're comfortable. They're some, chaos. Some people in their households, I don't know about any, some, some people's household, if chaos is not there, they're uncomfortable. But if chaos is there, they're comfortable because they're used to chaos, right? And so they don't do God's word because God's word will move all chaos, not out of your house. It'll move it out of this house. That's right. All right. That's right. Let's go with that. Uh, so we learn to submit to God's word, right? That's and right. people have been in church for years struggling with the same thing. That don't make no sense to me. You see, and, you know, I'm not God, but if I was God, you know what I tell you. Oh, get a new problem. That's right. Yeah, get a new problem. Come on. God created it. Come on, look at me. God created the heavens and the earth in how many days? Six. He rested on the seventh. In six, right? And he can't fix your problem. Well... For 30 years. Well. 20 years. Come on, somebody help me back here. Yeah, right? He done done all that. Got the stars and the sun, the moon. He got all this out there, but he can't help you with your problem. Take him 30 years, 20 years, 40 years. Uh, Lisa, look at me. They, they, I mean, they, 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 they ain't helping me today. You see? Yeah, but I'm right about it, because this is right about it. All right? So Submit which is to surrender or yield to a superior force. So, so you got to, when, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, guess what you got to do? When God comes to your life, you submit to the word, the Holy Spirit will come into your life. He's not going to come in until you submit to him. He ain't going to fight you. Right? Okay, y'all know that, right? The Holy Spirit ain't going to fight you. All right? Or to the authority or will of another person. Or the authority or the will of another person. That's what that means. Submit to the third person. The third person is the Holy Spirit. You got to admit, submit to the third person of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit. And you can't do that unless you're willing to change. And you're hurting enough to change. That's right. Eyes are looking at me like this. Yes, unless you're willing to change, God is not going to fight you. You have to be willing to make that step. By confessing first, that's the gospel, first epistle of John, you ought to read that whole book. The first epistle of John, you've got to speak it. If you don't speak it, you'll hold it in. And that's why what got so, so y'all got upset me now, I'm mad because you ain't talk back to me right. That's why, so, so I might be, I'm now, that's why some of you still sitting up here looking crazy. Been in church all your life. Come on. And, can't, and stand in the same place. Come on. M marching like a soldier in the same place. Do you understand? Let me tell you what God will do for you when you get it right. 
I'm going to talk about me because you ain't hearing me. Every time I fall, guess what happens? Say what, Pastor? I'm in God. I fall forward. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you, are y'all with me? All right, because it does us no good to set up in church on Sundays and, and be raising our hands and doing all this and living pitiful and pathetic. That's right. You see, uh, I saw, I watched uh, Alabama play a football game last night and yesterday, and, you know, Nick Saban's one of my favorite people. I think it was like 36 to nothing or something, and a kid got a penalty, and he went plumb crazy. He went over there, and the kid was trying to get away from him, and he was just following him. And then he, then he walked away. And he thought about it again, I'm going to get some more of this. And he went right back there and got him, right? Holy Ghost ain't doing that. You see? But the reason he done that, he didn't care what the score was. Why are you making a mistake? I'm not going to tolerate it. Well, this is what we need to start doing ourselves. We need to, say, we need to quit running right. and making mistakes and quit making excuses. And, and let the inner voice of the Holy Spirit start telling us, you better than that. Amen. You better than that. <laughs> quit making excuses, all right? And you love me? Yeah. And you ain't going to quit church because pastor sounds like he's mad. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, somebody quit. A family quit this church because, well, he's just too raw, whatever that is. <laughs> well, well, you know, get me out of that. Submit is also to consent to a process, treatment, or condition. This is it's a process. Are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life and do that process to work on your life? You need to think about what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit will clean your life up, young men, young ladies, or whatever you are. It will clean it, but it's a process. And the process is called Sunday school, Bible study, church, meditation, huh? reading the Bible at home. That's what it costs. Is anybody in here a fitness person? I am. You go to the gym when you like it, when you don't like it. You, you eat right when you like it, when you don't like it. That's right. I am so excited about today. Ask me why I'm excited about today. It's my cheat day. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That, that's my cheat day. I cheat on something, but the rest of the time, I'm getting so good at it, I'm eating raw vegetables now and loving it. Loving these raw vegetables. Isn't that right? Eating fruit and all that stuff. Doing it, you see, and I thought I'd never do that. But it's a process. If I want to stay healthy so I can be around here to, to, to be for you all's pastor for years, then I got to go through the process. That's right. Do you know how why wedding, excuse me, marriages fall apart? Because people don't want to do the process. Relationships fall apart because people don't want to do the process, right? It's amazing to me that we'll send our kids to all these different sports and they'll learn the process in basketball on these courts, football, basketball, track, and all this, but they, we won't let them go through the process of becoming young men and young women because it's a process. You don't get where, where some of us are at in a minute. You got right. to work that thing. That's right. You understand it? I told you last week, Sister Gwen and I was married 48 years. That's a process. And guess what? It's still a process. That's right. Right? And guess what? In, in a couple of years and living long enough to 50, I'm going to say, it's a process. That'd be half a century. It's a process. But we don't want to do the process. You see? Because you ain't get it. takes some work. Come on. Faith without works is dead. Come on. You got to put some work in this thing. Come on. 
Isn't that right? Come on. And, and we talked about that up early. He said, you got to put your feet to this thing and start walking it. That's because right. it's a process, right? Okay. Is this good stuff? Because, see, we're supposed to be the elite. You all know that. There should be nobody average. Christians can't be average. Say that. I ain't average. I ain't average. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And a Christ-like person. And a Christ-like person. Can't be average. Can't be average. That's just a fact, folks. You see, so I'm trying to help you develop that. Some people look at me sometimes, and, and they say that you, you, you push you. I'm supposed to push you forward. You see, it is a shame that the church has lost its credibility. I'm not talking Christ Temple North. I'm talking the churches. It's lost its crowd. It just breaks my heart when I looked on the news and this Christian church had some man that was molesting kids in, in Kansas City, molesting children. It breaks my heart when I hear what's going on in the Catholic church. And because people, I told you all last week, people only, they don't hear Catholic, they hear church. And so it breaks my heart that we're losing our credibility. We're losing our credibility because people are looking at us and they're seeing that they're living, some people outside the church are living better than the people in the church. Well. Because of the process, right? So here we go. We, we, we want to do the process? All right, that's your prayer. Lord, take me through the process, whatever the process is, right. because I want to be redeemed. And, you know, all right? And then here's how it works. It means admit, submit, then repent. And repent is? Repent is to feel or express sincere regret. There, there ought to be some things. I did uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago, got down and, and, and repented for everything I ever did, called people's names out. Because that's what repent is. And it, it hurts, but you got to speak it out. You want to be redeemed? you got to speak it out. you got to repent. All right? To feel or express sincere sorrow or remorse about one's wrongdoing, past conduct of sin. And you need to do that. Sometimes you need to sit down and have a little talk with Christ. That's right. And get rid of that. And once you get rid of that, you can go forward. But the first step is always going to be repent. Then when I repent, i got to admit it, I'll submit, then I'll repent, and then I'm ready to go forward with my life. And I'm not talking about bad things. Some things, sometimes you need to repent that it's God's, I didn't do God's will when I should have done God's will. I didn't go the direction he would have me to go when he gave me the direction to go. Does that make sense? See, everything ain't, I keep telling y'all, everything ain't drug, sex, and alcohol. There's a whole lot of other stuff up in here. That's right. You see? And some things... You know, if I could go back, I would have treated some people in my life better. I'd like to have been a better father. Well. I'd like to have been a better husband. Come on. You see, do you understand what I'm talking about? And so some of the things, when you repent, you've got to go back. And, and How many of y'all believe in God? Amen. And, and how many of you believe that God puts people in your life for you? That's right. And how many of you believe that sometimes you put people in your life for God wants you to put somebody in your well. life? Well. All right. So sometimes, and jobs the same way. The same way is jobs or anything else, Brother Roderick. You got to repent sometimes because you got a head of God. Yes, and wonder why it fell apart. There's a young man in here. I'm so proud of him, uh, and that's Brother Trevor. Brother Trevor is doing it step by step, and he's doing it step by step. I, and some of, we joke with him all the time because he's doing it right. I'm 30 years old, no child support, no babies outside, not married, not divorced. Back there teaching, you see, he came to me. Remember the story? He came to me, and there was a job he was after, and he was all upset, and I took him out to dinner and laughed at him. Right? Remember that? Y'all have heard of some of the business haven't heard the story. I la yes, I laughed at him. 
And I know he was really upset because this woman got this job that he knew he was supposed to get. And I told him, if God's got something for you, you can't nobody take it from you. They get a call the next day that the woman didn't take the job. He got the job, and when he got the job, he done a John. He asked for a raise, the one they was going to give him the first time, right? Hold on. Oh, here's the rest of the story. This week, he got a new job, and it's called what? What? Wedmat, Wedmaster, whatever that is. And, all right? And guess what that is? He'll be setting up the web for Fellowship of Christian Athletes all over the world. Right? Right? Well, it's a process. You know, the process was, the process was his mother brought him and father brought him to Coach Fields running track when he was nine years old. And he saw something in Coach Fields that uh, he liked. All right? And then he went and Coach Fields talked to a coach to give him a scholar, gave him scholarships and, to, and he went through all of, you all know those stories, he went through all that and this and that and then took my job at Park when I quit, went through that and he got all the steps, went to be a, got a, became a deacon, became a, a, a minister and look at him now. You see, he went through the process. There's some of you young people in here want to get someplace, but you got to go through the process. You see, and once you go through the process, can't no demon in hell stop you from getting what God wants right. you to have. You see, but sometimes I got to tell God. Sometimes God, I'm, I, I'm repenting. I got it. I stepped out of my lane. <laughs> I stepped out of my lane, and, and, and it didn't work for me. And I repent to God, and I ask God to forgive me for stepping out of my lane. And then I got in the lane that He chose for me. You see, and when I got in the lane, then He took me through the process. God ain't gonna take you through the process if you're in somebody else's lane. That's right. Yeah, God ain't into ambition. You get into ambition lane, that ain't going to work. Come on, you get into self lane, that ain't going to work, right? You got to get into self-serving lane, and that'll work. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. Turn to Psalms 32. I'm going to read verse 1 through 7. Now, now this, this is what you have to do. I'm going to talk to you about repenting, okay, and how things how things good. You want to feel good? You want to feel good in your spirit? Amen. Listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. And it'll work. Go ahead, please. And this is from The Voice, and it says, How happy is the one whose wrongdoings are forgiven, whose sin is hidden from sight? Man, you want to get happy? You want joy? Then you repent. You repent to God and ask God to come into your life. Come on. Yeah, and submit to the Holy Spirit, and you'll have that joy. You, I, sometimes I have to calm down. Because you all don't know how, how much, I'm not a real emotional person outside, but inside, my God. Johnny Chesterfields, Jr. from Lacey, Kansas. Pastor in the church. And Johnny Fields, street name. Pastor in the church. God, it don't start till you start here. That's right. You got to start here. All right? You got to start here. All right? The message says, count yourself lucky. How happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your you want, slate's wiped clean. You want a fresh start? Slate wiped clean. It's called repent. That's right. You got to repent, then submit to God. He'll give you a fresh start. You just got to hear the song redeemed. What that means is I'm redeemed. I got a fresh start. You can't be redeemed and not have a fresh start. You know, you all were getting excited, and I love that song. They cut it off. I, Started to get somebody because I was about to shout myself. Come on. Because I know about a fresh start. That's right. 
You see, I was redeemed from a fresh, I got a fresh start. The old man has to go. The new man comes in on a new creation. The hidden man of the heart, they call it in the scriptures, has to be changed, and you get redeemed, you get a fresh start. Somebody in here, some bodies in here need a fresh start. You don't need to come up here. You need to go here. That's right. You see, some people want to join the church. That ain't going to work. That's just a nice type. You like the fellowship. No, you need to join and get connected with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Join up with Christ That's and right. get that fresh start, but you got to repent to do it. All right? It says, how happy is the person whose sin, the eternal, will not take into account? <laughs> Man, isn't that something? Yeah. That when you go to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and repent, he can't see your sin. That's right. That's Scripture. He can't see it. It's you holding on to it. And it's a sin not to trust him. That's right. All right? How happy are those who no longer lie to themselves or others? I, I, I'm going to be a little longer today because I want to go through this. My, how happy are those that no, no longer lie? Lie to themselves, to themselves or others. Quit living a lie. It's painful living a lie when you can be free to that. That makes Come no on. sense to me. That makes no sense to me. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Really? How you doing? I don't feel it today. That's right. Come on. And then that person said, let me pray for you. Okay. Don't live a lie. All that pain you've been carrying in your life. People make a lot of money off your pain. That's right. They want you to live a lie. Because they make money, and they don't get you out of that. This gets you out of that. All right? Verse 3 says, when I refused to admit my wrongs, I was miserable. Come on. Have my you ever done that? When you refuse to admit your wrong, you're miserable. Because then you got to start hiding stuff. Right? And then somebody, then you start lying. Come on. I was miserable. And people say, I just told y'all, you wear it on your face. You see, I can tell when something's wrong with Sister Gwen, but they're looking at her. That's right. And then my favorite thing with her is, now I ain't going to pull no teeth. I ain't no dentist. What's wrong? <laughs> Make <laughs> a plane fast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she tell you that because I ain't one going to go around around no circle. Yeah, I ain't, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. She'll tell you. John's going to say, I ain't pulling no teeth. I ain't no dentist. What's wrong? Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say that. I'm going to give you an opportunity. And I ain't going to, because I'm not a fusser. I'm totally different. Yeah, I'm, let's get it on. Let's get what we got to do. Get this past this. That's right. And most of the time, it's nothing to do with me. But I'm no dentist. I don't pull teeth. So admit you're wrong, let's admit it, let's go. I don't even like counseling people. Uh, what's wrong with you? Come on. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's go. The scripture says, I was miserable, moaning and complaining all day long so that even my bones felt yeah, brittle. Yeah. You ever got so moaning and complaining and you made your own self sick? Yeah. Huh? Come on here. You know, made y'all know, get rid of it, let's go with it, let's talk about it, let's pray about it, let's get rid of it. Because if you keep babysitting that thing, you're going to get sick. And then somebody's going to get sick of you, all right? That's right. That wasn't in the scripture, but it should have been. Go ahead. That's right. It says, day and night your hand kept pressing on me. My strength dried up like water in the summer heat. Mm -hmm. You wore me down. When I finally saw my own lies, when I finally took a look at my own lies, lying to myself, 
I owned up to my sins before you. I owned up to my sins before God. Right. And I did not try to hide my evil deeds from you. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, I'll admit all my sins to the eternal. I'm going and to admit you lifted and carried away the guilt of my sin. I'm going to get down on my knees and put my sins before me and ask God to carry them away from me and free me of those things. There ought not be anybody in here walk out of here feeling guilty about nothing. That's today. right. You got this message here. Get out of there. You know, get out of there. Freedom is there. All right? So they hurt you. Joyce Myers says, get over it. Yeah. I like Joyce Myers because she talks to women like guys want to, but they're afraid to. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, Joyce, yeah, that's how she talks. We need to get over some stuff, Brother DJ, you know? Get over it. You got another ball to carry. It's like you fumbled. Get up. Game ain't over. You understand? Some of you quit, thought the game was over. It's halftime. You're still crying and pouting about some foolishness. Get back out there. You got another half. Come on here. Yes, you've carried that burden long enough, that sin long enough, that wrong number long. You got another half. Get out there and win the second half. All right? What scripture am I at? Verse 6, okay. which is what he's saying, says, So let all who are devoted to you speak honestly to you now mm -hmm. while you are still listening. For then when the floods come, surely the rushing water will not even reach them. When you get where God wants you to be, the water cannot reach you. People, listen to me. It can't reach you. Quit swimming in muddy water and dirty water. God will get you up so high, it can't reach you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, see, here's what you're going to say from now on. Someone will take you back. I ain't swimming in your dirty water. I'm, I'm above that. Make a plane. Come on, because, see, when you try to go out here, and some of you really want to make this transition, you got some people that don't want you to make it. You do know that. Now, now you all do know some people don't want you healthy, right? Some people, you can be living with people who don't want you healthy. All right, that's a whole new sermon. Let's go. The message says, verse 6, this way. It says, these things add up. Every one of us needs to pray. Every, say that. Every one of us needs to pray. When all hell breaks loose and the dam bursts, we'll be on high ground untouched. All hell can break loose and everything, but you'll be up like this. That's right. Can't touch me. Listen to me. It'll get you where you can't be touched. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to get away from folks that's in the pool grabbing you and pulling you down. Get up here. Can't touch me. You understand? Why can't they touch me? Because God has put me on higher ground. Rita Frank used to have a song called Higher Ground. God has put me on higher ground. I'm unreachable. I'm untouchable. Do you see what I'm saying? But you've got to have this. You've got to have this kind of mindset. Okay, all right? And then when you have it, verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. 
You will keep me out of trouble <laughs> and envelop me with songs that remind me I am free. You just heard the song. You raised your hand. You clapped when he was singing. But where are you at in your life? Where are you at in your life? When Isaac was singing that song, I could barely make it up here because I have been redeemed. Amen. And I know how it feels to be redeemed because I'm now on higher ground and my sins no longer aggravate me because they are in the sea of forgetfulness with God and me. Amen to that. Amen to that. I'm, I'm going to read the commentary because somebody needs to hear this up in here. You need to hear this. We may be asking, how could God or anyone still love me? But God asked, oh, how can I give you up? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. For I am God and not mere mortal. Not your family and friends. I am the Holy One living among you, and I will not come to destroy you. There is absolutely nothing we can do or confess to God that would change him or make him stop loving us. Say amen to that. Amen. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. All right, come on, give, give me, come on, do better than that. 